This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's good, people? Welcome to the Destination Devi Waiver Show for week nine. I'm your host, Ike. Follow me on Twitter at just underscore Ico9. And as always, I am one half of the Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast that drops every Thursday on the channel. So please be sure you check that out. Now, same drill as always. We're going to get into week nine pickups. We're going to get into the previous week's pickups, the good, the bad, the ugly. And speaking of ugly, got to talk about injuries. The biggest one coming out of week eight, unfortunately, Kirk Cousins tore his Achilles. Big blow to the Vikings. We we just, you know, it, it's sad because he was he was having a, a great season, real life and fantasy. You know, they were they're four and four. They're right there in the mix for a potential wild card spot. And now they're they're down Kirk Cousins. Now they're down Justin Jefferson. That uh that 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 team, that situation, it's it's kind of spiraling out of control. And I did see something on Twitter earlier today that they may be looking for a trade, potentially for Jameis Winston. I don't know how true that is. It's unfortunate for the Vikings. You know, they're actually in the mix for the division. Well, not necessarily the division, but for a wild card spot. And now they're they're down their quarterback. They're down Justin Jefferson. And that season, you know, is potentially spiraling out of control. Now, I did see something on Twitter earlier today that they may be angling for a trade for potentially a backup quarterback like Jameis Winston. Now, I don't know how true that is or how reputable those sources are, but it's being put out there in the universe. So a trade for Jameis Winston is possible, hopefully. Well, let, let's let's see how the, the next 24 to 48 hours plays out in that regard. And hopefully, you know, if Jameis Winston does get traded to the Vikings, he can keep Jordan Addison, fantasy relevant to KJ Osborne, TJ Hawkinson until the possible return for Justin Jefferson, especially if the Vikings are going to remain competitive. And then also we got Matthew Stafford has a thumb injury. It was being described as a UCL sprain and Sean McVay said he was day to day. And earlier I did see some speculation that he could potentially be placed on IR, but seeing as how it's a sprain, it may not uh, warrant uh, a stint on IR. Then we have Kenny Pickett, rib injury. His status is up in the air for Thursday Night Football. It's a short turnaround. We may potentially see Mitchell Trubisky starting for Kenny Pickett, but in any event, we'll, we will see how he progresses through the week. And another rib injury, Tyrod Taylor left the, the, the Giants game. He actually just got released from the hospital earlier today, so it was 
more so it, it looks like it was a possible fractured ribs but looks like he's going to be okay but in any event daniel jones was cleared for contact so he's probably coming back in week nine and then we have drake london wide receiver for the falcons groin injury he left in that game i don't know the severity of it we'll, we'll see uh, what happens um, throughout the week and maybe Maybe Arthur Smith will 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 clarify his status for us as the week goes on. Devontae Parker, wide receiver for the Patriots, he took a took a shot to the head, and he and he um, you know got checked for a concussion and obviously was ruled out. So that's probably a concussion, and he's probably not going to play next week. He only had one catch for 14 yards before he left. In that same game, his teammate Kendrick Bourne tore his ACL. And that's unfortunate because Kendrick Bourne was actually balling. He was actually doing his thing last couple of weeks, back-to-back wide receiver 15 or better weeks and or finishes. So that's going to be interesting, and we'll talk about that Patriots wide receiver core here in a little bit as we get into the week nine pickups. And then lastly, we have Curtis Samuel has a toe injury. Earlier today, he said he was sore coming out of the game, so I'm not sure how severe it is. Anytime you're dealing with toe injuries, probably probably not a good thing, and it most likely warrants a multi-week absence. And so, and again, we'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that receiving core here here in a little bit as well. And then lastly, Darren Waller, hamstring injury, the same recurring hamstring injury that he's been having, the one that limited him limited him this week, this past week, and the one that he's had problems with dating back to his days as a Raider. So we'll, we will see how that one unfolds throughout the week. Now, enough about injuries, enough about the dark stuff. Let's talk about week eight or recap week eight. Some of the pickups, some of the good, the bad, and the ugly. First, starting with quarterbacks, we had Tyler Bajant as a, mostly as a super flex option. Now, again, didn't kill you again. You know, was a middling QB two, but when you if you watch the game, he looked pretty erratic out there against against a Chargers defense is beginning torched by almost everybody. But unfortunately, Bajan was not able to really take advantage. Now he did have a rushing touchdown, so he did get something, get something in there. But there was there was a lot of opportunities missed in that game. But ultimately didn't really kill you. QB twenty one, I mean if, if you're in super flex leagues, you just want somebody on you know in that quarterback slot, especially if you're in a pinch. And then we also had Mac Jones. Now again, Mac Jones was a pickup mostly for for this week, not in week eight, even though the Miami Dolphins, that was a good matchup for him. But Jalen Ramsey returned, and he only finished as a QB 20. But we we mainly were picking up Mac Jones for week nine because their matchup is against Washington. More on that in a second. Now, as far as running backs goes, we had the Rams backfield as a pickup, and they, they, did, they had decent PPR outings in a negative game script. Royce Freeman was the RB21. He did get in the end zone. And then Darrell Henderson was the RB17, was better in the passing game. So as we know, it's going to be a two-man backfield moving forward until Kyron Williams returns from his ankle injury. And I think that's probably going to be around week 12, week 13. Armari DiMercato for the Cardinals had 21 touches. That's pretty good. It's pretty damn good. Third straight week, he's paced the backfield in, in snaps. 21 touches, 88 yards, but unfortunately, only finished as an RB28. Only finished as an RB28, didn't get in the end zone, and only caught one pass for, I think, one or two yards. So 
you know, it was a tough matchup against the Ravens, but if you're able to get that kind of volume, you you're 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 worth at least a flex, you know, worth a you're 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 a flex option at best. And then we had Devin Singletary for the Texans, split snaps with Damian Pierce, but also outscored Damian Pierce again. So the second straight week, we got a little bit of a a little bit of a tip before the bye, what direction this backfield was going to go with Devin Singletary taking the majority of the snaps and the and the opportunities happened again this past week against the Panthers. So it looks like Devin Singletary is more and more looking like the lead guy in that backfield. So that that is a situation to monitor. And we did just talk about Kendrick Bourne, unfortunately, towards ACL. So uh, we'll and again, we'll talk about that uh, that receiving core here in a second. But Brandon Cooks, another touchdown, consecutive games with a touchdown. Now only four targets. The volume is not where it needs to be yet, but starting to gain some traction, right? He's starting to be more and more involved in the Cowboys' offense, and hopefully, you guys picked him up and maybe gave gave him, gave him a, a spot start. And then we're not going to talk about Josh Downs extensively again because those of you that are already hip, congratulations. Another seven catches, four straight games, at least five catches. And so Josh Downs is now over that that fifty percent, fifty five percent threshold. So he's 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 now more widely rostered across these platforms. So that is good to see. Tank Dell did return to the Texans lineup this this past week, but the passing offense in general was bad. So I wouldn't worry too much about him. Only had three catches for sixteen yards. C.J. Stroud only threw for one hundred I think less than one hundred and forty yards. So better days are ahead, so I would not panic off of this one game. And then lastly, Michael Wilson. Michael Wilson, six targets, four catches, 58 yards. Number two in routes, number two in targets in that receiving core, which in, in that Cardinals offense now is undergoing a QB change, not to Kyler Murray, but to Clayton Toon, which was just announced today because Josh Dobbs is getting benched. So that that is a, another situation to monitor to see how Clayton Toon distributes these targets. Maybe Michael Wilson gets more targets. Who knows? And then the tight ends, we had some pretty good, pretty good ones last week. Trey McBride, the tight end one overall. The tight end one overall. And more on him a little bit later. Don Kincaid, tight end seven, back-to-back tight end seven finishes. So he is firmly entrenched in that Buffalo Bills offense. And then we had Taysom Hill finish as a tight end three. He's he is a listed as a tight end slash quarterback in many platforms. But he had nine carries for sixty yards and a couple of touchdowns. So he's you know, he's a he's an RB two, a tight end two, and a QB two. So he's basically New Orleans weapon X to a degree. Now, enough about week eight. Let's go ahead and get into some of these week nine pickups. First, quarterbacks. Will Levis. Will Levis had a great game in his NFL debut. He's only less than 1% rostered, only took two sacks. Because usually when you see rookie quarterbacks come in there, they take a lot of sacks, they hold the ball too long, but he was dealing out there. Four touchdowns, gave the, the Titans a passing game, a jolt, a vertical passing game that we haven't seen yet at all from them. Looked better than anything that we've seen from Malik Willis, anything that we've seen from Ryan Tannehill. Now, obviously, it goes without saying, don't expect four touchdowns every week. Don't expect him to be top six in completion percentage over expected because he was top six in CPOE and he had he was 12th in the CPOE EPA composite score. So he was pretty efficient when he was throwing the ball down the field, only 29 pass attempts, but three touchdowns went to DeAndre Hopkins. 
But the most important note here, though, we want rookies, we want to at least take shots at rookies that are playing well. So it wouldn't hurt to to be a little aggressive on Will Levis, especially with bye weeks coming up, especially streamers. Will Levis can, you know, there, there's there's a lot worse options out there than Will Levis out there on the waiver wire. And he's already gotten the vote of confidence, so he's going to be starting in week nine against the Steelers. And then we'll just briefly just run down Mac Jones. Mac Jones, we talked about him last week to pick up for, for this particular week against Washington. Washington, again, we say it every week, we are fading the commander's defense until they show us that they are unfadeable. QB1, QB8, QB3, QB6, QB4, QB6, and this past week, the QB5. Like, it, it's not, it, it should not be this hard. But unfortunately for Mac Jones, he's down his best receiver. So maybe Mac Jones does buck this trend. But I until until I see it, I mean, we saw Desmond Ritter <laughs> go, be, a, be a top six QB. We've seen other inferior quarterbacks as well you know finishes top quarterbacks and so I, I think I think Mac Jones will be fine in this matchup and then you know just we're going to go back to the well with with Sam Howe Sam Howe I know he's been mentioned on the show numerous times but he should be firmly back on the radar folks over the next month he's got Seattle he's got the Giants Patriots and the Dolphins over the next you know five games there's there's Dallas sandwich in between there and that's not really a great matchup but those other ones, pretty good, especially when they're going to be passing the ball as much as they are with a bad defense, mostly negative game scripts, and they're probably top three in pass rate over expected. And he leads the NFL in dropbacks. So fire up Sam Howe, especially with all these bye weeks coming up. And then the next one, rookie Bryce Young. Congratulations on his first NFL win. But I think he's a he, he's worth a, he's worth a, he's worth a shot here on on, on waivers. Twenty five percent roster on sleeper, so just a, just a quarter of leagues he's rostered. Now he wasn't awful against the Texans, but you know middle middling QB two. But over the next couple of weeks, he's got matchups against the Colts and matchups against the Bears. And so with any with, with a lot of these teams coming on by, he's worth a streaming option, and in pretty good matchups. Over the bye week, they looks looks like they talked about some things and looked at what works, what didn't work. They changed play callers. They're getting the right personnel out there. So, and this can help your rookie quarterback succeed. So, I think he's starting to string together a couple of good games in a row. And before you know it, we may see a spike week from him. And then, lastly, from quarterbacks, just one super flex seasonal Taylor Heineke. If Desmond Ritter was actually benched then I think he's worth a pickup because of the weapons that he has around him. But if he's not, then you can safely ignore this particular transaction. On to running backs. And running backs, we're just going to, you know, again, we're going to just going to go back to the well with, with Amari Dimacato for the Cardinals. We'll keep him on here for one more week because James Conner is eligible to return starting in week 10. Don't know if he's actually going to return in week 10. but that's just, We just know that's the date that he can come off of IR and that practice window can open up. And so, again, we talked about the 21 touch, touches, 88 yards. He'll be the RB1 moving forward until James Conner returns. Devin Singletary, again, same thing. Outsnap Damian, Damian Pierce and outscored Damian Pierce for the second straight week. So that backfield, it 
it's 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 shifting in his direction and Singletary is still not widely owned. So pick him up. And then this next one, Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette just signed with the Bills. He may be used as a short, you know, between the tackles grinder, goal line back over Latavius Murray. This may shift James James Cook into a more of a pass catching role, which is what you know he was drafted to do. Who knows? Who knows how this is going to play out? But Leonard Fournette, he's just worth a pickup because of the offense that he's going to, and you know he he waited till half the season to to, to sign with the team. He's probably fresh, and he's probably good, ready to go. And then lastly, um, just if if this guy is somehow on your waiver wire. Please, for the love of God, pick him up. Chuba Hubbard, severely outsnapped. Miles Sanders, I think 41 to 12, took 66% of the rushing attempts, played 65% of the snaps. That backfield is is his. And as I talked about with Bryce Young, I mean, they probably figured some things out over the bye week. And one of those things was getting a better running back in there, or at least a, a running back that's playing better in there. Now, both of their numbers weren't really great coming out of this game. Them. They both had very, very low yards per attempt. But Chuba Hubbard is, if you're getting that volume, you're, you are most certainly worth a pickup and worth an add on the waiver wire. Now on to wide receivers. And as I, as I mentioned, we will talk about that Patriots. Patriots receiving core, starting with Demario Douglas, less than 2% rostered. He actually ran the most routes and saw the most targets in that Patriots passing attack. Six targets, 22% target rate. He's pretty explosive, and on the season, he's 22nd in target rate. So, look, nobody has emerged in that passing game. In that passing game, outside of Kendrick Bourne, they've had to use a combination of so many different receivers, like down to Juju Smith-Schuster, Devontae Parker, and I, I believe they signed Jalen Rager, who's been has been on three or four teams over the last couple of years. But they had, they got a dream matchup against Washington, as I mentioned. And there's no other wide receiver on that team right now that you should really care about. Tyquan Thornton was a healthy scratch. Maybe he, maybe he's act up on game day, but Demario Douglas is the only other guy that we've seen do anything outside of Kendrick Bourne. So he's the guy that's worth a priority add on waivers. Next is Jonathan Mingo, staying on the Panthers, less than ten percent rostered. One thing about Mingo, he's always gotten consistent playing time. He's played at least 85% of the snaps in, in 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 most of the games that he's played in so far, but has a season high, 62 yards on four catches on five targets. Looks like they worked some things, worked on some things during the bye, like I mentioned. So is this a sign of things to come? This is the time where rookies take that second half, second half leap, right? We we see we see it time and time again. Second half of the season, rookies start figuring things out. They start playing a little bit faster and ultimately playing a little bit better. And staying on the topic of rookies, Quentin Johnston had his best game so far as a Charger, five for 50 on six targets, less than 40% rostered across all the platforms. Now, this this is on the eve of Josh Palmer getting banged up, had a knee injury, was in and out of the lineup, but we saw some pretty good things from Quentin Johnston after basically seeing nothing for half the season. Now, this could be another situation where... You know, his his second half is going to be much better than his first half. So with Josh Palmer banged up, that is something to monitor because that's going to obviously increase Quentin Johnston's playing time. 
and his opportunities. And then Jahan Dotson for the Commanders. Coming off his best game of the season, eight catches, 108 yards, and a touchdown. Curtis Samuel does have the toe injury. And as we know with toe injuries, those are very, very tricky. They can be they can be a nuisance for the rest of the season. And Curtis Samuel already said he's really, really sore coming out of this last game. But Jahan Dotson saw the second most targets and ran the second most routes. And he was one of the guys that we had we had targeted before the season, thinking he was gonna have a breakout year. Maybe this was the 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 start of some of that because he hasn't been very good up until this up until this last game. And so Jahan Dotson most certainly worth a pickup. And a couple just a reminders, a couple of stashes that we just want to make sure we we pinpoint. Jaden Reed, rookie wide receiver for the Packers. He did have his highest route participation of any Packers wide receiver this week. I believe it's only I believe it was over eighty eight percent. He's still less than 20% rostered. Still less than 20% rostered. Green Bay's offense is bad right now, but he, he had a season high 83 yards, four catches, 80, you know, four catches, 83 yards. I, uh, he's, he's worth a pickup. And again, second half of the season, rookie turn up. We'll see how, we'll see if things start correcting itself. And then we talked about Rashid Shahid numerous times. He's still only 36% rostered on Yahoo Leagues. What are you guys doing? Now, I know he's not running a ton of routes, has a low target rate, but he has weak winning upside. This last game against the Colts had three catches, but they went for 153 yards and a touchdown. All three of his catches went for over 40 yards. So, yeah, he's, he's not running a lot of routes, not getting a lot of targets, but he has weak winning and weak flipping upside at any given moment in time. And, hey, with all these bye weeks coming up, put him in the flex. And see, and he has the potential to win you your week. And then lastly, Marvin Mims is still widely available. If nothing else, he's worth a pickup because of the the Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton trade rumors. Now things may change between now and you know Tuesday. This is being recorded on a Monday night. But if things you know take a, take a turn for the better with one of those being traded, he is certainly going to slot in and get more opportunities and more snaps. And then lastly, we got tight ends. Just got one, and he's still not widely available. But we're going to go back to the well with Trey McBride. Trey McBride saw nearly a 40% target rate. 40% target rate against the Ravens. A tough defense. Tough defense. 10 catches, 95 yards, a touchdown on 14 targets. Now, he's not going to see a 40% target rate every single week. But, man, the last three weeks, tight end 12, tight end 18, and then tight end 1. And Zach Ertz is on IR for another three or four weeks. Trey McBride is, is is firmly entrenched as the number one tight end, playing the majority of the snaps, and is going to be a factor down the stretch. Now, the one thing we have to monitor, though, quarterback change, going from Joshua Dobbs to Clayton Toon, and then going back, and then hopefully going to Kyler Murray if Kyler Murray ends up playing. But I don't know, man. The, the, the likelihood of that happening with them being one in seven – don't know what the incentive is to, to to put him out there. They already said they're not going to trade Kyler, so maybe they want to see him. So that that is a situation to monitor nonetheless. But Trey McBride, regardless, worth a pickup because he showed the ability to earn and command targets. All right, just real quick recap of some of these pickups for, for Week 9. Will Levis, Mac Jones, Sam Howell, Bryce Young, and if Dev Desmond Ritter is benched, Taylor Heineke. Running backs, 
Amari DiMercato, Devin Singletary, Leonard Fournette. And if for some reason Chuba Hubbard is available, obviously you know what to do. Wide receivers, Demario Douglas, Jonathan Mingo, Quinton Johnston, Jahan Dotson. And just a couple of reminders, Jaden Reed, Rashid Shaheed, Michael Wilson, and Marvin Mims. And lastly, Trey McBride at tight end. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Appreciate y'all tapping in. Hopefully you guys pick up these dudes and hopefully they can score some points for your fantasy teams. All right, that's all I got for you guys. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Good luck at week nine with the pickups. Until next time, I'll see y'all next week. Peace out. Thank you.